Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, buddy, to the podcast. Uh, thank you for downloading. Hope you enjoy. Uh, we got our Cyberman to chat augmented versus virtual reality and what it means for you. Can't we just have, like, real reality, man? And we also <laughs> go into our latest episode of Audio Slave, which yeah. is who can insult this little needle dweeb beside me. I tried to say noodle, but I said needle. A needle dweeb? That makes me sound like an addict. <laughs> 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 I don't like needles very much. <laughs> no one does. I don't think even heroin addicts do. It's just a vehicle. <laughs> Sometimes. Point A to point B, you know? <laughs> Literally. I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I don't think heroin addicts are like, oh, yeah, bloody stick me with that sharp pointy thing. I think they're like, mm, give mm, me I that. I guess so, yeah. Give me that dream gooey stuff inside. <laughs> now, <laughs> we also catch up with another sort of, like, if you thought that was a bit risque, this Australian, you might remember from yesteryear, the one and only Axel Whitehead had a chat with Mitchell Tiddley, and it is a wild chat so we had to get it into this show as well yeah he's very very loose uh even had to edit it which is um it's different for me is the unedited version on triple mmi yeah it is if you get so it you can check out the full axel whitehead unedited right there but we'll get a taste for you coming up very soon but first friday funnies where michael does the funny voices of comedians and we guess if it's their joke it's a tough one today friday funnies it has transformed in recent weeks uh, to become funnies from other people, from genuinely funny people, mm-hmm. stand-up comedians, and then I have to deliver the joke uh, in their voice, and you have to pick which one it is. It's it's wonderful. I don't know where the accents go, uh, and <laughs> we just have a great time all around. <laughs> so let's start with, is this Nick Kroll... Okay. Or his buddy, John Mulaney, both right. from uh, Big Mouth, uh, the animated series. Okay, <clears throat> I'll start off with um, Nick Nick Kroll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, everybody hates their mob. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm Nick Kroll. Oh, it's sounding a little bit like that other guy from the Drew Barry show. <laughs> uh, he goes, yeah, I majored in English. I paid $120,000 to be told to read Jane Austen and then didn't. How dare you clap at that? That was the worst financial decision of my life. Okay. Yeah. Or John Mulaney, who's like, I'm just a little boy. <laughs> you heard me. I studied as an English major. I paid $120,000 to read Jane Austen and then didn't. How dare you clap at that? That was the worst financial decision of my life. I feel, I feel, I like it better coming from John Mulaney. So I'm going to hope there's John Mulaney. It is John yeah. Mulaney. Yeah, first one out. Okay, next up uh, is this Dara O'Brien, who is an Irishman, uh, or English comedian uh, Eddie Izzard. Uh, okay. Dara is like the bold guy hosts Robot War these days yep. as well. It's sort of a Northern Irish like. They're a little bit different up in Northern Ireland. So he's like, if we were truly created by God, then why do we still occasionally bite the inside of our own mouth? Is that it? Or is it Eddie Izzard, where he's like, Eddie Izzard, he speaks, he's kind of, kind of posh with his held back tongue in his mouth. 
if we were truly created by God, then why do we still occasionally bite the inside of our own mouths? Uh, Dara O'Brien. It is Dara O'Brien. Yay! <laughs> and finally, is this the great Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah. Or Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. So he is the guy from Scrooged. He was also one of the demons in Hercules. The guy who talks really strange. Uh, like, yep. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, <clears throat> he's like, I feel a lot better since Pee Wee Herman was arrested. If masturbation is a crime, I should be on death row. Okay. Or is it Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> I feel a lot better since Pee Wee Herman was arrested. If masturbation is a crime, I should be on death row. Uh, I think it's Gilbert Gottfried. He's done it. Yay! He's done the clean sweep this morning. The trifecta of Friday funnies. Also, gross. <laughs> yeah, Pee Wee Herman uh, was arrested in like an adult theatre uh, for public masturbation. Well, it's better than doing it in another one. Uh, which of those was your favourite of those six impressions? Uh, who were they again? <laughs> Gilbert Goffred, Bobcat Goldthwait, Dara O'Brien, Eddie Izzard, John Mulaney, and Nick Kroll. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. <laughs> Mitchell Tinley, uh, you love. You love a bit of like a trader's post, a bit of a cars guide. You're selling your car at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. A uh, wholesale wholesaler offered me ten grand for my car. I said, nah, mate, get out of here. I don't like selling to regular people. How much did you buy it for? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be making money off ten grand? No. No. No, no okay. not at all. Well, especially if a wholesaler, like if a car yard offers you anything. Do it's, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, nah. you, they, they know what they're doing. Well, you are like the, the used car salesman mm. of uh, these small cats. And David Crockett rides around and it's called for cats, it's called for cats. That is right. I am the pet shop. So you, uh, your girlfriend, her cat got fat. Turned out not fat, yeah. more cat. Yeah, wild. And uh, is it just uh, just three cats came out? Uh, mm, yeah, life, but we don't talk about that too. <laughs> I was like, I've got to ask because <laughs> I was like, oh, only triplets. They <laughs> are no longer with us. <laughs> now, the three cats uh, that you've shown uh, to myself and my wife, and my wife is interested in getting another cat. Yes, you mentioned this the other day. You said you've given up on dogs after you rehomed your dog after one week. I didn't rehome him. <laughs> he just what? went back to the home was he was he in from. your home? He was. And for then he one went week. Yeah, then he if went you come to home. my house for a week, I don't own you. <laughs> 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 Not reverse squatters rights. You're mine now. So <laughs> the three cats on offer. Uh, I send you a bunch of questions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably thinking that it's a little bit too much like to know. I don't I don't know. Not a, not a, I've never bought a pet before. Uh, I believe they're like five week old three kittens but like i was like oh you'll probably want to see a photo Mm -hmm. and know what it is yeah to me they're just cats but they're probably like a something they are domestic medium long hairs (laughs) which i just thought was a description but no domestic like domestic short hair is breed as Mm. it's it does it so it's wild and you think like surely that's enough there's the photos Mm. i my follow-up question you probably thought was all right my wife wanted to know what are their genders Yes. Uh, but do you want to know why? Because 
Uh, she can breed them for money. Uh, no. <laughs> well, this is very much against that. These will be fixed. <laughs> These will be... Aren't they supposed to uh, be? Nutted. Uh, yeah, unless you have, like, a breeder's license. But how yeah. did your girlfriend's cat get pregnant? I don't know. It's because it wasn't fixed. I think it was a half... I think it was a stray to begin with. Okay. So, the reason we were looking for the genders is because, apparently, uh, girl cats... Mm-hmm. Uh, real, real bitches, ironically. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, very aloof, less affectionate, more territorial, which is surprising, because dogs are the reverse. Mm. But yeah, apparently female cats are the worst cat. Really? Yeah. Uh, so we I got- always thought all cats were girls. And all yeah, dogs that, that, boys. that's the rule of thumb as well. Uh, and so then we had, uh, yeah, so now we know that the, the dark ones, they're, they're boys. Okay. Yep. So that leaves us with there's a little black cat and there's a little black cat who has like a white stripe down his face. Yeah. My wife's order is, <laughs> can she have whichever is the, the, whichever is left of the boys? Why whatever is left? So, so keep offering, so she's saying keep offering. Yeah. The, the cats da, to other da, people. people, yeah. And when one of the boys goes, the other one automatically becomes her. Why? Uh, because <laughs> the same thing happened with you. <laughs> that was going to be my joke. <laughs> she was like, it's good. She's like, when all the boys are gone, I'll take the one that's left. <laughs> Yo, slave. It's time for a new challenge. It's time for... Audio Slave. Now, Mitch, today's episode of Audio Slave, I've got the challenge right here for you, uh, so you can sort of start thinking about how you're going to tackle this by 8.30, because the other contestants, they got their challenge yesterday, and the contestants are some that are coming back, those that have been dissatisfied with Audio Slave. Oh, okay. So Angie from episode... To, and also a former host of this network. She was disqualified during the Get Michael's Attention mm. uh, test, which you can see on our socials. Uh, she is back. And uh, Nat, who made a radio ad for us last week, yep. he came last and was thoroughly dissatisfied. Oh, really? Sending me multiple emails saying, last place, my hairy ass. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a chance of redemption today as they take on oh. you in... The challenge, if you could just read that bad boy out. Come up with your best insult. It must be radio-friendly, e.g. no swearing. Do it. Yes. So, in order to sort of ease their pain, I said, hey, guys, what if you get to insult me? You get to let it all out and have your best insult, but it's got to be radio-friendly. Are we talking, like, one-liners? Are we talking, like... uh how? I'm not sure what they've put together. Okay. It's open to interpretation. If you want to, like, really tear me a new one and go on a little rant, that's on the table. Mm. So you've got a little bit of time to craft it perfectly. Oh, you're quick. You've probably already got some ready to go. <laughs> but think of this as well, that I'm looking for your best one. So if you call me, like, noodle arms like you normally do, <laughs> it's not your best. You know, uh, like- yeah. So it's my job, though. Look, yeah. it's literally my job. It's, uh, like, I would say a good... You would, you would have to say a good... 55% of my job yeah, is, is like, insults. Yeah. So, like, you don't want to lose today. Mm. Like, it's real, like, yeah, job on the line stuff. They've got to question your existence if yeah. you can't nail this one. So, 8.30, tune in for another episode of Audio Slave. Politics. Crime. 
Sport Finance. You've heard the news before, but like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Oh, give me the headline. There's been a spike of Afghan methamphetamines being imported by bikey gangs into Australia. Uh, police have just notified. Uh, I hate it when people get hooked on ice. This. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, ice. Ice. <laughs> West Coast Eagles, John Pike, Mark Lacroix, Matt Prittis and Phil Matera have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. They've been awarded a Hall of Fame medallion and the West Coast Eagles captaincy for this year. Oh. Nice. <laughs> you did say Lacroix. He probably would still be playing. You reckon? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe you're a little punks to 20 Phil Matera. Doesn't he just go away and kick like 18 goals in like Northampton or something? Or Cervantes? Yeah, hangs out in Cervantes. Kicks a bag. Not I even s- a bag. Kicks a suitcase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, that should be it. Because a bag is 10. Yeah. So a suitcase should be like 15. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's keep the carry on. Let's keep the, the oh, you got to check that in. We'll stop. Uh, and finally, an internal audit has been confirmed. Cameras linked to the Chinese government have been installed within the heart of the ABC. Numerous staffers have been quizzed quite hard on the matter, ironically, by Tom Gleeson. <laughs> what about this? Uh, I bet they've stolen the idea for Australian Story and replaced it with their own version, Chinese Whispers. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we could do that, no. but he's good. And finally, uh, there'd be the first person to ever wonder what Charlie Pickering was doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> what is he doing? Well, he fills in for Sammy J on radio on yeah. Fridays. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's at least part-time. <laughs> 45 on at Triple M, Good Times, Greatest Hits. It's Mitchell and Michael. Mitch, my mum's birthday is just around the corner. Oh, yeah? Uh, what a lovely lady Jodes is. Uh, she is a Pilbara princess, but she wouldn't like being called that. She thinks her sister is a Pilbara princess. Uh, mum was more, like, ready to go, like, ride the horses and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was she? Secretary of the bike of the bikey club. Well, she said motorcycle, <laughs> motorcycle club. Right. Sure, mum. Uh, and uh, look, I was just I'm trying to think of like a great present to get her, and I'm wondering if it's something to do with Tom Price and Para, mm-hmm. where she, you know, she grew up there. She went to school there until like late high school, and then she was a boarder in Santa, but would always go back there. She hasn't been there in a long, long time. And I was like, is this is this the year? That we send her back. That we send her back. That we like me and my sisters. Do we get around her? Do we get that flight and send her oh, to Parabadu? Let me guess. You looked at the prices, yeah. and uh, probably not. <laughs> Eight hundred and twenty bucks, one way <laughs> to Parabadu. To Parabadu. Oh no, sorry. Is it round trip? It might. It might be a round trip. It is a round trip. I do apologise, but four hundred and ten dollars one way, eight twenty for the round trip. Why? <laughs> I guess because it's not a it's not a common flight. So, and yeah, but no, you're not getting a lot of passengers coming out of it on the way back. Do they not want people to go there? Well, probably not. Rio Tinto and BHP probably only want workers in that town. It used to be Hammersley back in the day. Hammersley Iron. That's I just, what my granddad worked for. I just don't understand. Like, why is it so expensive? Can't you do the? Can't you get like the cap thing where 
did Martin McGowan say like, oh, if you're from here, you can have like a cat? And she's technically so if from she there. is maybe if we can prove like maybe a little photo of her. Yeah, don't we have that picture of her waving with uh, King Charles? That's right, he visited. Yeah. So yeah, so you can't get any more. That's legal tender. That yeah. is. It's got King Charles exactly. in it. Send her back for her birthday, Mark. Chatting about uh, my mum, uh, who's just like the best. I love my mum, and she is one of the best characters of this show as well. That she is a Pilbara girl from Parabadu, and Tom Price mm. spent her youth there. We remember Paraba, do you know my mum? Yeah. They was, did. They, they did know her. It was bloody good. Uh got a message uh from someone that's listening, and I swear to God, I had no idea that people were listening. <laughs> 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 like, I mean it. From the bottom of my soul, I had no idea they that anyone you. was listening. What have they said? What have they sent him? Uh, they just said four flights a day to Parabadu, mate. You said that it was like once a week. And you said tell Michael to do his research before he starts chirping. <laughs> Who's that from? <laughs> I can't tell. Is it my mum? <laughs> uh, no, and I just said, uh, I don't know why I said this. I just said, how are you listening? <laughs> he said, we got Triple M. We can't pick anything else. So it makes sense. Thanks, guys. Uh, he also said, uh, if you're with Rio, you get cheaper flights. Uh, they're locked into a price. And he said, by the way, it's called Parabadice, not Parabadu. Parabadice. My mum's from paradise. Look, there's, if there's one surefire thing we've learned over our seven years in radio is just say th- the wrong thing oh. and people yeah. will message you. Yeah, say you the right thing. They talk about their town and they get mad. Like, like personally, Tom Price, shit off. <laughs> <laughs> and we wait for the phone lines. one 800 See you from Best IT. Good morning, gentlemen. Mate, uh, it's, a, it's a wide new world, even like... Even the gaming companies are trying to get into the latest tech with PlayStation just dropping their VR headset. And the, in the social media space, you have Mark Zuckerberg wanting AR glasses. What's the difference? Yeah, very confusing. Very confusing, isn't it? All these ac- acronyms. So um, augmented reality, AR, it's more of a turn you into a cyborg type thing. So, you know, you're wearing glasses, a bit like um, some of the old movies, uh, maybe Terminator, some people might remember, where you can see what's happening, but you're also um, have an extra bit of computing power that's added to you. Um, and virtual reality, VR, well, that's when you're just completely immersed in another world. You know, you could be anywhere any world, whether it be digital or, you know, uh, other side of the world, you can be something completely different. So AR, if we get these glasses that are sort of uh, purported to be like a smartphone killer, is that would, would that be because you would, like, look out the window and on your glasses it would say what the temperature is so you wouldn't have to look at your phone anymore? You'd always have a clock in the right corner of your right eye. Yeah, exactly. Well, Elon Musk says that we are cyborgs already. We're using our phones for everything, really, aren't we? We carry them everywhere. We're lost without them. So really, it's just that the natural next step is putting that information into something that you can use without having to carry around a a little brick with you. And I think we'll look back on it and we'll have a bit of a giggle of how how long we hung on to the phones for. But yeah, naturally, we're going to have other bits of technology, uh, you know, make it easier for us to use them. But would that be bad for security? Like, would I be able to look at Mitch and be able to pull up his browser history, like, on the spot? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably. Or look at Mitch and maybe you, I don't know, add a different hairstyle to him or you put glasses on him or you take clothes off him. Who knows? I think you've got all sorts of options there. I'm not sure about the security. I haven't looked into that. 
It would be it, it would be a, a wild a wild world to live in. I, I'm imagining like Google Maps will be like a little line at your feet that you just like follow along, like a breadcrumb trail. It's very fascinating. Like I'm very excited for it, but it's it it could be a little bit scary. ABC got infiltrated with cameras. Mm. The people could become the cameras. Yeah, yeah that's true. So we won't be choosing any. Uh AR glasses uh, that are made by China, will we? It'll be probably making sure that we're using Western Western countries. But imagine flying into an airport in a remote location, and the airport's completely blank, like it's really boring. There's none of those big screens on the walls. You know, it's just really completely blank. But there's QR codes everywhere, right? And as you wear those glasses and they look at the QR code, it puts a massive picture on the wall and has a huge advertisement that runs through like the camels in broom or something like that. So that's what's starting to happen already that you can scan with your phone. Once you're in the glasses, you're going to see places light up a lot more. It's going to be like Vegas when you go places because you can see them through your, you know, your AR glasses. Jeez. And is there any concern with this? I don't know, Mitch. I, <laughs> I'm not concerned. I'm excited at the moment, but of course there will be... You know, there'll be some way of um, people probably being able to attempt to get into your glasses, you know, down the track and uh, see what you're seeing. And, and obviously, as you're capturing more data, um, that data is worth money to everybody. That information is worth money. Maybe people can hear you talking easier or see what you're seeing if you're hacked, you know. So, yeah, absolutely security concerns are out from my perspective. But I guess I'm excited. The excitement outweighs the, uh, the concern at this stage. You reckon you'll get Tesla glasses now to go with Tess? Yeah, I reckon I will. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can probably say you can change a heave on your car too. You know, just through your glasses, you could probably put things on your car that are only seen through AR. You know, stickers or um, you know whatever. So yeah, pretty cool. You, you're really onto this business opportunity advertising thing. You want everyone to look around and see best IT for IT and business <laughs> solutions. Call Matt well, Sear. I, I think that's why Mark Zuckerberg's all over it. He can see that's one of the most you know. The hugest opportunities for marketing that he's ever come across. So that's why they're pushing hard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm following. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing to that. Great job as always, and uh, best of luck in your new cyborg life. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Have a good weekend. Tonight, Powerball, $40 million, Mitch, has gone to West Australian. Yeah, it just keeps happening, doesn't it? Yeah, we've actually won uh, quite a bit this year. This is the first Powerball uh, Division 1 for the year. And, uh, like, the boss of uh, Lottery West, Ralph Addis. So this is the thing, that like we all play Powerball, like Lottery West plays, uh, The Lot, which is like South Australia, yeah. and like Tats in Victoria. It's We're all playing Powerball, but they're different like groups. Yeah. Okay. And Ralph, good old Ralph, uh, he is absolutely delighted, I quote, to have yet another West Australian winning ticket and our first Division One Powerball win for the year. To average around two Division ones, one wins per week. Per week? Per week. West Aussies are winning uh, Division ones. Uh, is a great result for our state and players. Yeah. Ralph's like our bloody coach, like our, lot, our lotto coach. What's his job? He's the chief executive of Lottery West. Oh, yeah. And he's got a great result for our players. Yeah, full credit to the boys. Full credit, get around them. Get around them, getting out there, buying their tickets. But, it, like, I don't understand because... You can't play lotto. It's chance. No, you pick your numbers. <laughs> but like, you can't play bingo. You can't. No, they well. just give you the card. 
Like, Where this, you're at least guessing. You can pick your numbers. The, the, the player who's won, though, does seem to have just gone with a slick pick. As far as they can tell, they're not a registered yeah. like player. They've yeah, just got but the even, from So, like, take it from me. When you do, like, a mystery bet, yeah. if you do a mystery bet two minutes before, it'll give you something else. So it's also, even when you do a mystery bet, it's when did you do it? You know, when did the algorithm give you them numbers? I'm just starting to think that Ralph and the other bosses are playing with us. Because he said it's a great result for WA. And he said when WA players win, the entire WA community benefits. That's true. So does that mean that when we get we get a win, Lottery West get money for their like charities? Like probably, but I think he means more like you might buy two pies instead of one of a shop. <laughs> yeah, the economy. <laughs> it's time for a new challenge. It's time for Audio Slave. That's right, Audio Slave. Uh, it's a great new game. It bears no resemblance whatsoever to Taskmaster on Channel 10 last night. Absolutely nothing like it at all. Uh, it's the people taking on Mitchell Tinley. Currently, you are in the lead by one solitary point. Yep. You would have been tied, but uh, Angie got a disqualification, and so she's back this week to try and make up for it. She was DQ'd in Episode 2. Mm. Last week, Nat came last and was very angry about that yep. as we made radio ads. So they're back with this week's challenge, which is to come up with your best insult, yeah. but it's got to be radio-friendly. Which is hard for me because uh, I don't... Uh, don't dislike you at the moment, especially when I am, <laughs> especially when I'm winning. You know what I mean? They have like they're angry about something. Yeah, so they they've got that little edge. It's like I've won a championship. It's hard to ask me to go back to back. It's also tough, you know, doing something you do like every day. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're so used. Also, to the it. bar is so high. Like, I'm mean, if Nat insults you, I'm gonna you. He'll probably win. Let's start with. Angie's. Uh, so, trying to make up for her disqualification, this is Angie's radio-friendly insult. Mate, you would struggle to pour water out of a boot with the instructions written on the heel. Okay, not bad, not bad. Very, very Aussie, very Angie, isn't it? Very yeah. like because she used to host this network. She loves the Northwest. You couldn't pour water out does, of a boot if the instructions were on the heel. Does it mean? That the instructions are written on the bottom of the heel, so you've got it flipped up and you're reading it, and it's doing it for you yeah. anyway, and you're still not and doing still it. Still not doing it. It's, like there's it. layers. It's nice. I do like it, that. It one. is. It's a nice one. So, let's see how Nat goes. Is that right? Well, that's pretty rich coming from a guy who looks like a small yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wins. He wins. He wins. A I would, small yogurt. I would go pro with that. What have you got, mate? You gotta, you gotta put up something. I don't you think can, I can. Because if you don't put up anything, you, then you will get zero points. I mean, still, I will. I will. But I, okay. I just I, mine kind of came out like a joke. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, COVID and Michael Ross have a lot in common. He was a big deal a couple of years ago, but now when anyone hears about him, they tune out because they're sick of hearing about him. <laughs> That's all I had. I had this one. I had Prince Harry and Michael Ross have a lot in common. He's only well known because of someone else, and despite originally being liked, most people just want him to go away now, oh. and, no, and no one likes his wife. 
<laughs> You're getting two points. Mate. You're getting two points. All right, so here we go. Uh, three points to Nat for calling me a small yogurt. Uh, two points to Mitchell Titley uh, for comparing me to Prince Harry. And uh, one point to Edge. It is a nice, it is I, nice yeah. but it's not directed at me like the other two. And you're actually, you, know? you are quite smart. Like you, you are very unlikable, but you are quite. Like you I would, would not, know how to do. That. Yeah, yeah, that's the only. problem. I'm not useless. Like if you I'm said, like disliked. you're a useless shoe because you know you have no soul. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that makes that, sense. Tailored better to it. So one, uh, two points. Oh three, no, two, no, no, no. So you're a shoe because you're our soul. Okay. <laughs> Four points to the people. That was Audio Slave for this week. Make sure you jump on the podcast. Check out the previous episodes and on socials. We have one of the videos up as well. So check it all out. Audio Slave on Triple M. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.